<laughs> Perfect. This Let's... week in foreskin. <laughs> oh my. Sea cucumbers so are and, important. So, and... <laughs> Don't forget about them. Uh, Sorry, Danny. I made you lose your Tickle my pickle. Ooh. That's a good name. Don't threaten me with a good time and think I won't show up. (laughs) You did show up tonight. We did. Multiple times. It takes tickle pickling and not beer to get you going. Noted for next time, I guess. (laughs) Tickle pickling? Anyway. We're going to pickle a tickle? Don't make me mute you. Welcome to This Week in MTG with your hosts, Matt Olson, JB, and Danny Oakstad. Hello and welcome, Magic Folk, to This Week in MTG, your aggregate news source for all things Magic the Gathering. I'm your host, I'm Matt. Here's Danny. What's up? And on the Discord call, new to TikTok, JB. Hey. Welcome to the new world. And apparently hell has frozen over everybody. So if you're listening to this, just know you're dead. JB caused it. And I don't think he's remorseful at all. Oh, not really. (laughs) But uh, yeah, we'll probably leave that whole thing in because that was a fun talk. Video games. I love that. That's that's something for the Patreon. Ah, Okay. Patrons. Patrons, if, 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 if you want to hear what we were talking about before this episode, you can uh, jump on and be a patron. For $3. Yeah, and then on top of getting con- extra content and stuff, you can listen to you can listen to these bonus stuff that happens before and shit to help save on time, but I figure the patrons would enjoy. And speaking of patrons, let's start off this episode by thanking our current amazing crazy patrons that give us some money. So that way they can get entered in for drawings, and that way we can be doing different things, uh, like starting a new side series of home brews and hometown brews, and giving away cards and play mats in the future, and all that stuff. So uh, thank you, Big G, Wade ninety seven, Chapman, D Moose, Amu the Fox, the cat is in the way of the screen. Thank you, Kitty, Colin, Noah, Third Ring. Third string Chapman, Garrett, and Nikki. And also new, we have Garrett Johnson and Slade to welcome into the Patreon family here. Thank you, guys and girls. Or yeah. guy, or gals, I should say. Yeah, everyone who has decided to join. Thank you. Uh, and because of that, we have our monthly drawings. So we didn't tell you the cards last week because we didn't get the cards and we didn't get the packs. But, well, I mean, you knew the packs were going to be set boosters. We now have over 10 patrons, so we're giving away two set boosters of Adventures in the Forgotten Realms. That is right. And for our $10 tier patrons, the card of choice is... Yavimaya Cradle of Growth. What Time-shifted. Yeah, the old border one. Ooh. I figured that one would be a good one for people to add into their commander decks. It's very right. stylish, and honestly, that that card's gonna go nowhere but up. Danny and I were oh, talking yeah, about sure. that. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Because it again, it's first printing of Green Urborg, right? And it's it's gonna be one where it's gonna be hard to reprint. Oh yeah, for sure. And so they're gonna start printing them in Horizon boxes. I mean, yeah, 
Horizons seems to be a thing that's going to be continued on, not only for modern, but historic Horizons. <laughs> I don't think we're going to be talking yeah, too they're, much about they're... historic Horizons today. We had a bunch of previews and stuff, but anyways. Those are breaking magic. I mean, breaking arena only. I mean, thankfully, but it's breaking magic. There was uh, there was discussion on another podcast I was listening to that was like maybe this is like an omen or a precursor to wizards trying different things into black border magic because if we can because they're saying that we can look at like silver border and some of the technology that was used in silver border yep. has been brought over to black border in a manner and stuff like just more appropriate for black border and stuff and it's like would things like perpetually seek and conjure and stuff like that would that is this like precursor of what could happen in paper in the future? We don't know, but Se- it's a good thing to maybe seek think about. is not possible, right? Um, but they could do something. Ponder. I I've, I was looking at blogatogs, and like a lot of them have been asking about like I guess sort of along these lines, like they're uh, like seek, ponder, conjure, conjure, yep. and um. What's the other one? Perpetually. There we go. Got you. Those that are hard to keep track of. Right. Like, y- you would have to have some sort of tracker for each separate ability of whatever it is. Like, the question I saw was with, uh, what's the Red Planeswalker? Sarkon? Yes. The, his, uh, the instant that was printed with him where it deals, the, the turn, what was it? Let's pull it up. Quick search, real quick. Quick search. Uh, mythic spoiler. It was uh, a Sarkon red speller or the Sarkon yes. planeswalker. Sarkon no, scorn. scorn. There we go. Yeah, R- two, red two instant. Two, yep. It deals damage equal to the number of turns you have begun to target. Sarkon scorn deals damage equal to the number of turns you have begun to target creature or planeswalker. What? Yeah. So, like something like that, you you have to have a turn counter in paper well i mean that wouldn't be too but but how how often how often do you know exactly what turn it is well people have a storm counter so that one would be an easy but, transition over i would say if that's going to be an example like that was just, like that was the example for the blog talk is marks like it's hard to keep track of this is why it's not going to be paper i don't know there, there's there's some that would be hard conjure i like the argument for Conjure being a possible like paper mechanic is doable. I, I mean, well, we talked all, about it like Garth. Garth. Yeah, uh, Garth One-Eyed. It's like essentially that. It, well, it exactly is that. Without the word Conjure. But yeah, but so you're, you're, done it. you still have a list that you can go from. Mm-hmm. Garth just had the five spells that he cast in story. And so does like this tome. It has like six or whatever. And then yep. fucking there's another one that selects a couple more cards and the, stuff the like full, that. So the full, like, the full, hard. The full list is two per color. There's 10 cards on the Conjure list. Okay. I actually shared it with Keegan earlier at work. Because uh, we talked about it last week. When we were talking about it, it's the 10 cards. It was, what, Fog, Gigantic Growth, Lightning Bolts. Um, duress. Duress. Demonic, Demonic Tutor. Assault Strobe. Ponder. Assault Strobe. Yep. Then we have Sword of Plowshare. Yep. Um, what was the other one? Let me pull it up. Oh, gotta love teams. Where is it? Okay, it's Light of Hope, Swords of Plowshare, Force Spike, Ponder, Dark Force Ritual, Spike. Duress, Salt Strobe, Lightning Bolt, Fog, and Giant Growth. 
Con- conjuring cards is definitely going to be the easiest thing for them to do. Perpetually, like, what are you going to do? Put a fucking sticker on the card? And I feel like that's going to be kind of like... But that's marketing like, card. Like, that's... that's uh, Again, it's hard to keep track of. In paper, it's hard to. Yeah, I don't think perpetually is going to be a thing. Unless, it's, unless the perpetually thing could be something like you get an emblem where... Uh, Faceless, faceless agents. The faceless agent is a new card in Jumpstart. It's a three colorless two one. Enters the battlefield, secret creature card. But it doesn't matter about that. But just like any creatures, like all creatures with this name get this. Yeah. So that means you have to well, have I mean, a token for that card or an emblem for that card. Well, they kind of got that done with whispering agents and stuff in Ikoria. They kind of like dance around the ability with that with um, surgical extraction, expropriate, unmoored ego. Like you can go through the seek one is going to be hard because it's like you, pulling you cards. Can't, you from can't random. use seek. It's just unable. You can't do it. Seek in paper. is seek is impossible in paper. Yep. Because you can't look your deck. Yep. Because you don't shuffle. I don't think they're going to be like, if you seek, you got to have a judge come up and do that for you. That would be fucking tedious as fuck. Yeah. But holy crap, Danny, we are diverging. We haven't even, we were talking about something and then we're supposed to give away cards here. All right. We were talking about old cards and then we got into this and then that and then whatever. So are we spending for the, the packs or the card? We're spending for the pa- uh, the card first. Card first. Okay. Yavamaya Cradle Growth. Yavamaya Cradle of Growth. And as per last time, we have, boom, the Wheel of Names. So one lucky patron at the $10 tier is going to get this. If you're watching the live stream, congratulations. We will tell those listening to the podcast who wins. So ready and spin. So catchy. Oh, God damn. Big G. Big G gets Yavamaya Cradle of Growth. Congratulations, Big G. And for our first pack, we're going to spin for the Adventures in the Forgotten Realms set booster. You get to choose left or right. Left. Left pack. Your left or my left? Your left. Okay. That is going to... Oh, looks like a Mew the Fox. A Mew the Fox has won a set booster of Adventures in the Forgotten Realm. Before you spin, before you spin, if he's still in, I'm going to let him choose left or right. Oh, a Mew, if you're in. Left hit. or right. It's my left, not your left. Yes. <laughs> Ballin. That's not left or right, Amu. It's left or right. Left or right? Which one do you want? And now this is where we play the Jeopardy theme as we wait. Yeah, where's that soundboard? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> they still got it. Do they? They do. Nice. And 50 bucks ain't bad. No, right? Not at all. Left, I guess. Okay, there this one's yours. That, Upside down. That is your pack. All right, my wizard's sticky. Right, a Mew the Fox on this one. But anyways, switch for the next one as you're looking for it. Put some tape on it. And then there's a marker up there. Okay. <laughs> All right. And now, a Mew, you get removed from the drawing since you've already won, just to be fair. Now, pack, the last pack, 
we spin. And we dance. Oh. It's... Uh, Colin! Colin. Uh. After all this time, Colin, man. Colin was one of our first Patreon supporters back in, whenever the fuck did we launch this? Was it February? Long time ago. February. And this is his first time. Colin, congratulations, man. Way to stick it out. Yeah. I will hit you up on Patreon or wherever and stuff and get addresses and shit so that way we can send it to you. Amu, same for you. Damn, struggling with tape. Yeah, well, this tape is fucking sticky shit. (laughs) Ah, cards, cards one. Packs given. Congrats, Amu, Colin, and Big G. So let's get this out of the way now and continue on with an episode. Oh, JB, hello. You look bored as fuck. Just a little bit. Well, if you get your ass here. I mean, he's not wrong. There was cheesy hash browns and beer galore. I know, I know, I know. (laughs) But I, I I got some wild terror doesn't cut it well we have drecker and uh half brothers and dogfish head i had some junkyard and, before this and fargo brewing let me tell you what those cans are fucking gigantic yeah they are that's, good god that's why they're uh like 15 dollars uh, this one was like 11.49 yeah they're 32 ounces right ridiculous well you think about it, it's a double pounder now uh yeah patrons if you want to join join links in the description down below also let's thank our amazing sponsor jdubs sports cards and gaming and if you've been listening for a while you've guessed it he still doesn't have a i still don't have an ad read yet god damn it man jeez matt maybe instead of you know gaming sessions you should be doing an ad read noted to leave (laughs) noted <laughs> go check out jdub sports cards and gaming they have all of your magic supplies needs that you, that you ever could want dice sleeves cards and then they got your D product as well they got the books they got the dice as well so i mean a little bit of a crossover there but if that's not your forte which i don't know how it's not your forte if you decided to listen to us like they got sports cards and pokemon cards and Yu-Gi-Oh cards as well there so jdub's has Everything in nerd and sport culture that you could ever want. They ship all across America. If you live outside of America, contact them and they will work out deals with you. So that way they can get cards sent to you if you live across the pond and stuff like that. And I guess if you're in the FM area and uh, want to join on their leagues on Saturdays and Sundays and Commander Leagues on Thursdays and FM on Fridays, all that is available. You can check out their schedule online at jdubsportscarsandgaming.com but thank you jdubs for supporting us good job man yeah let's jump into this super delayed breakdown now yeah fun man <laughs> so we'll start off by going over to the boggle desk with jb where he's going to give us a salt report and talk about some modern showcase challenges and going to talk about some upcoming events danny's going to take it away with a blog tog after that, we have some news quickies about potential Midnight Hunt leaks. eBay announces new tools for TCG traders. And there has the 2021 showcase stream that's coming from Wizards, as well as a state of the game update and a very scandalous shrink wrap ordeal going on. Uh oh. After that, we got the finance section where we talk about 
magic cards because we're greedy magic players. And then closing off with surprising that my deck is the only deck that I that, that we put in here. I, I submitted this Esper Exile deck for Modern. And we'll talk about that at Deck of the Week. And then after that, y'all can go home. They're already home. Perfect. Let's start this off. JB, Boggle Desk, go. Now. Well, there's no salt report. Sorry to disappoint. Come on, bro. Yeah, I didn't play. I didn't play League either. And I didn't play Magic all this last week. I was out of town, so. Did I play Magic? Yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't fucking play Magic at all this last week. That's fucking bonkers. We could have played before right. we started, but you were on your computer. I had to type up these things, sir. Look at that beautiful typing right there. And I'm pretty sure there's like some sort of gr- gr- grammatical error that we'll find as soon as it Probably. gets out loud. <laughs> Probably. I am not an editor. So anyways. All right, so on to the showcase challenge. Uh, it was modern. First place, we have... We got... Elementals. Newcomer into the format. Ella fucking mentals. Stupid shit. <clears throat> and what makes this one kind of, uh, this top one, more important than the other elemental builds is Dirk, <laughs> Dirk714 put in four Flamekin Harbingers, which none of the mm-hmm. ele- other elemental decks were running in the beginning of the elemental decks and stuff. So that's kind of like new tech. And the other thing as well is this is not playing any grief as well for the elemental decks like the elemental decks were all for having like grief and uh, solitude or subtlety and now this this is the one that's running solitude fury and only a single endurance the new elemental incarnations from modern horizons too they've got three endurance in the sideboard but this is also a kahira companion deck right i mean if you're just going to have all elementals you just get a free card with Kahir out of this. And now your your Fury is a 4-4 double striker. And your fucking Omnath, Locus of Creations are a 5-5. Like, yes, please. Let's see. We got second place. We have... Indomitable just, Emrakul. Just guy stupid stuff. Indomitable Emrakul is what it's called. It's uh, the Velomachus style deck without Velomachus. Like, it's using the, the tokens to get one creature out. And that one creature is Emrakul. It's like a, a pseudo through the breach style deck. Yeah, it's just guy stupid stuff. You're not wrong, and it's playing playsets of Renin Six and Teferi Time Raveler, single Shark Typhoon. The crazy thing is, it has a playset of Prismari Command in here. What do you think that one is primarily for? Just to destroy all the artifacts and make a treasure token or cycle through your deck? Sure. I think it's I think it's making a treasure so that way you can like hit it with indomitable creativity, which is pretty dope. Alpine Moon in the sideboard here, uh, current format or uh, meta favorites to deal with uh, Urza Saga. There we go. That's that's the card I was looking for. Urza's Saga. Holy shit! You see the Sarah's emissary in here as well in the sideboard. Yep. Yeah, I'm assuming it's another target alongside Emrakul, so that way. I don't know what matchup you'd bring this in. Just a control, mirror, maybe? Mirror match, maybe. Oh, mirror match would be a good call because then they wouldn't be able to cast their indomitable creativity. Okay. My question is, if this is like an Emrakul-style deck, I mean, I guess you'd want four Emrakuls for a through-the-breach kind of a thing. So, Well, they could, they could still cast indomitable creativity. They just wouldn't be able to damage you with them. Uh, 
Okay. Because Sarah's emissary, you just, just have you, you choose a card type, and you and creatures you control have protection from chosen card type. You're casting indomitable creativity. They're going to be destroying their own tokens to reveal shit. Gotcha, gotcha. Some reason I was thinking of Sarah's emissary. It was like a pseudo uh, Amiria uh, Iona. Nope. I don't know. This third place deck looks pretty cool too. It's a Rakdos with a like I I want to call it Mardu, but basically just a white splash for a couple things. Yeah, um, four cards total. Right. It's it's pretty legit though. I like it. It goes a little further in the in the in the sideboard with two paths two dams, the extra three right. guys, Guile, and the fourth prismatic ending. Yep. Well, and then they also have an Emrakul in the, in the sideboard, too. I'm assuming this one is for... Wait, yeah, this is for the, the mill matchup, would be my right. assumption. Right, that would be my guess, too. But yeah, th- this is... Because there's only 20 lands, I don't know when you're ever going to hard cast an Emrakul. Right, and there's no way to like cheat it out in the style deck. Yeah, it has to be just for like the mill matchup. But yeah, this is the Typical Dragon Rage Channeler, Regavan, and Daruthi Voidwalker kind of thing going on with Luris, Inquisitions, Thought Seizes, Unholy Heats, Lightning Bolts, Culligan's Command. Yeah. Prismatic Endings and Kai's Guile, the only white spells in this deck. But powerful they are. Powerful they are. All right, fourth place we have your Is It Murktide deck. Looks so beautiful. No, it's... I'm always for counter spells and stuff. But yeah, this got four Dragon Rage, four Murktide, four Nimble Regavan, and a single Snapcaster. Just as a way to like catch your opponent off with a, a late game counter spell where they're like, oh, they can't have another counter spell in hand. It's like, ha, Snapcaster. It's dumb. Fifth place, we have another elemental deck. This one's running uh, Titania. Oh, I did not see that. This one also has Flamekin Harbinger, sir. I think this is the new tech for this week because if you look back, oh God, who was it? And it's also got Unsettled Mariners too. Ooh, the other one did not have Unsettled Mariners, the first place one, right? Nope. Also didn't have Titania either. It did not. So whenever a land you control, so this one has is has a higher density of fetch lands than if that's the case. I'm guessing. Let's see. This one. This one is also a Kahira deck. Right. Fun fact: Titania is an elemental. <laughs> Yep, I know. That's where I was like, oh, what? I was like, and I moused over it. I was like, oh, no, yeah, it is an elemental. Oddly enough, would not have guessed it. Right? But yeah, these elemental decks are just like super potent right now that are finally getting like uh, the the lens focused on because Risen Reef really helps keep this deck together to to draw more cards, to play more lands so that way you can get all your colors out because all these things are like a mishmash of different fucking colors like double green single red uh four color minus black teamer color (laughs) simic color double white like it this deck demands fucking mana all right so moving on to sixth place we have good old boros burn classic and is there nothing new in this deck at all Mm, doesn't look like it. How about in the side? No. Other than the archives. The archive. Well, I mean, like yeah, the, the the archive, archive cards. style cards, mis- mystical archive cards. Yeah, I'm just talking about like just new cards in general. There's nothing right. yeah, no, new there's no... in here aside from rolling vo- vo- 
Roiling Vortex. Red one enchantment. Beginning of each player's upkeep, it deals one damage to them. Whenever a player casts a spell, if no mana was spent to cast that spell, it deals five damage to that player. And then you pay a red. Opponents can't gain life this turn. Yeah, but I wouldn't even say that's new anymore. Nah, because it came out I've been, see, I've been seeing that in burn decks for a while now. Right. But it's super irrelevant right now with the uh, c- uh, Cascading Footfalls style decks and Living End. Like, this just dinks them so hard. It also shuts down Heliod Company. Yeah, for a single red. But the down- the downside with Heliod Company is they have more ways to interact with enchantments and stuff. Right, but I mean, you still get that. Yeah, you're still going to be ability. They're not going to be able to. They're they're going to have to work around their spike feeder spike feeder uh combo with ballista, whatever manner and stuff because of this one card. Yep. Seventh place, we have another just plain Rakdos deck. Looks like Rakdos discard stuff. They're trading the prismatics for the Turok dead cantors and. More terminates on holy heats and coligans commands. Got some void mirrors inside. These are th- this one is a lyric deck, as was that Mardu one. I don't know if we mentioned that. Yeah, yeah, forgot to mention that too. And then eighth place, got another uh, another elemental deck. Oof. Yeah, man, I love seeing this. A... One, this one's got some ephemerate, so I don't think the other ones did, did they? They did. They did. The fifth place one oh, did. I suppose, yeah, the fifth place one did. And the first place the one first did. Place? Yeah. Oh, they did. Like that. Because you get me not the... paying attention. Because Ephemerate works so well with Risen Reef and Omnath. Right. So it's just like all this stuff is just re ETBing, getting so much value, putting more lands into play, getting four mana with Omnath, Locus of Creation, and stuff to be able to cast more spells that you're drawing off of your Risen Reef. It's, it, yeah, Ephemerate is the. One mana do five additional things, essentially. Right. And it, it it's already been talked about as a powerful card outside of Elementals, but Elementals seems to be a good home. Because you also have, like, D&T-style decks where... No, not D&T. Uh, Yorion, there we go. Well, Yorion D&T. Does Yorion D&T blink shit? Yeah. Right. I mean, old, old D&T, like, old D&T used to blink stuff, too. Okay. Back when it was running Blade Splicer and stuff. Okay. Okay. So can we can we talk about the ninth place person's name for a second? The ninth place. Okay. Baron of Bacon. <laughs> I hope they're a big fan of bacon. Right. And if they make bacon, it better be the best fucking bacon we'll ever have in our lives. Right. Especially since they're playing a bullshit is it deck. One thing I want to point out in this whole top eight: no Colossus Hammer. Good. It did show up in tenth place. And, JB, did you see 11th place? No, I didn't. I look, didn't scroll down that far. Look at 11th place. RGX to exit out of it. Okay, I'll, I'll read some of the cards. A playset of, man, or not a playset, three of Manatithe, three of Path to Exile. It got a playset of Spider Umbras, Rancors, Griff Spoons, Ooh. Ethereal Armors, and... Oh, what's the Lurisk Canyon? It is the Lurus Companion. The, the, a Boggle deck took it 11th place in this challenge, man. Piloted by Josisto Shellekill. I butchered the fuck out of that. Yes, you did. Yeah, Boggle's at, Boggle's at 11th place, man. How do you feel about that? 
this is the lure this is the lurus version of boggles i feel like somebody's told you about lurus being really good with boggles <laughs> i do what i want <laughs> you notice something though what look at the creatures yeah it has two shala ledge walkers sahalan ledge what walk. is it missing the uh fucking god what's its name the one that draws you the cards yeah, spirit dancers. There we go. Core spirit dancers are missing on this. I told you I've been on to something. Right? I mean, it's just giving you another body that can't get hit. Don't sit on the keyboard, kitty. Oh. <laughs> right? Because, like I've said, I've been wanting to shave the spirit dancers out for a while because they never stick around long enough for value, ever. Right. And this, They get bolted or pushed right away. And this is, like, essentially an unblockable hexproof creature. Right. Because if we're looking at everything, like Merktide Regent is a flying one. Uh, if you're going to go up against Hammer Time, you just have to worry about Ink Moth as a potential thing. But a lot of time, that's going to get equipped up with Hammer. Other flying stuff, like in the Elemental style decks, like almost all the Elementals don't have, none of the Elementals have flying. This one's running yeah, a for, Well, does Moldrifter have flying? Moldrifter does have flying, but that's only in the right one sideboards deck. and stuff. Yeah, so it's like you got that, and there's not much Dragon Rage Channeler when that comes online, but it's attacking each turn if it's online. It can't. Right. It can't be blocking Regavan and stuff. So yeah, I mean that thing is essentially unblockable. It looks like at this point because there's not a lot with flying. Mm-hmm. Emmercrow. You gotta you gotta contest with an Emmercool. <laughs> uh, by the time one of those comes out, your bottle should be big enough. Right. All right. So that'll do it for our past events. On to upcoming events. We've got a new Mana Trader series coming this month. It looks like it's already started. Started today. Uh, the format's vintage. The qualifier league runs from the second to the twenty fourth of August. Anybody with a 70% win rate in at least 10 matches qualifies a 65% win rate in 20 matches or 60% in 30 matches qualifies for Swiss. And it looks like the Swiss will happen on the 28th of August and then top eight will happen on the 29th. You don't got a Moto Vintage account, right? Like you don't got cards for Vintage, JB? Fuck no. So you're you're, you're not participating in this one. No. <laughs> no segue, sir? No. No segue. What the fuck? <laughs> I was waiting for something, so I thought you guys are still talking. I'm not, so I wasn't I'm even paying attention. I'm not Paul Blart. I don't write a segue. Well, Danny, that wow. sounds like a perfect segue for you. <laughs> wow. I know, right? Come on, JB. So, anyways, uh, since JB is short on his words... Um, like always, <laughs> this week's blog talk comes from EV, uh, EVSCA. Oh, wow, EVSCFA1. They asked, Will there be a future, any future methods of card draw for white where it isn't restricted to once per turn, even if it has to be, even if it has to be through a hoop that does not enable white weenies strategies? Mark replies back. That's going to be a main restriction for two-player play. There is something in the works for multiplayer. So, next few sets, possibly, White gets a card draw. 
Yeah, but you could only be able to draw cards equal to the person with the biggest hand. Because it's white. They can't just be like, hey, draw a card in white. Without like gotta have letting s- letting your opponent draw cards as well. Right. It's got to have restrictions. It's kind of lame for white. I mean, why do people just want white to have draw spells? Even on the playing ground? I don't know, man. Like, white already has... White's pretty good at getting things. It's good putting on the board. And, like, a lot of the time you're pairing it with another color, so that way you can be drawing cards. Yeah, but that's that's the thing, though. And it has ways to it, draw it, cards. It, it's it, not it makes, efficient. It makes mono white hard to play. Oh, no, man. White Cause, cause, is so cause, aggressive, so well, powerful it is, and stuff. But that's the thing, though. You're, you're, to you're top decking. Like, you don't have an actual card draw. You're just top decking. Just like, just like mono red burn. I top deck all the time. Mishra's Bobble. Go for a spell bomb as well. Okay. <laughs> Two like spells. Okay. Mishra Bobble, that's sacrifice draw card, right? Yep. Okay. Well. Then you put Lurus in the side. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> We're no. making a deck. Stop it. You're drawing one card. You want something on the field that you don't have to keep sacking to draw a card. You just want something to enable drawing, not just a. One of. I know oh. Matt's answer. Play blue. He'll tell, yep, he'll tell you play blue. I was about to say, blue gets you a lot of things, man. Blue-white is super powerful because then you get things like, I know this one's not a card that sees a lot of play in modern, but Azorius Charm, that thing is still pretty good. Because creatures flying lifelink draw a card and it bounces a creature to the top of, an opponent, of, of the controller's library. Pretty sure that one can only target an opponent, though, at that point. I don't know. I'm always like, I'm on the fence when it comes to like everyone on this whole outcry to like give white more card draw and stuff. It's like, uh, it's only because blue keeps getting cards printed for it. I mean, blue and uh, black have been blue and black have got had the most broken cards printed for it within the last what five sets. I think if we're gonna be talking about cards, that has that green is definitely up there. Before white, well, yeah, greens, green's, green's gotten a, some pretty greens bad. before yeah. white, yeah, for sure. But blue and black are far ahead of that. Uh, I'm trying to think. Like I don't know Kelheim, about black, but in Kelheim there wasn't much for blue. Uh, yeah, there was. There's a bunch of Fortel shit. But yeah, you don't. I like in current in current standard and stuff like the 2022 standard format. Like, not a lot of people are using draw cards in the. In yeah, the, they are in the control. All game, the foretell yeah. stuff. All runs epiphany and some decks. All, are... all the foretell stuff. They're they're playing saw it coming. That one foretell draw card or foretell into the multiverse. You get to scry and yeah, you get to scry and draw. Yeah, like you got those, but that's like the extent of it. There's not else that was printed. And in white, you got powerful things like Redain is really good. You got the Sigrid. Haven't seen that anywhere. The, I guess. But I mean, right now, standard's all a fucking... I mean, in the 2022 standard, they don't got Eldrain cards and stuff. It's really unfortunate. It's really unfortunate. Is it, though? It is. Is it, though? I, like, I try to keep up with white... Or not white. I, I try to keep up with standard as well. But fuck, man. Like, how everything just, like, shifts... I don't know. Is something different with like keeping up with modern as compared to standard. We got a Mew in the chat saying White's lack of card draw mostly comes from the sphere of commander, I think. I think he is right on that. I agree. But let's keep this ball a rolling here 
and move on to the news quickies. So speaking of talking about cards, we're going to start off the news quickies with possible Midnight Hunt leaks. According to Reddit user King Kragus, who posted in the Magic TCG subreddit, when they opened one of the AFR commander decks, an unknown card was in there. So this is where we will say possible spoiler warning. If you don't want to be informed of a non-official card, the card that was in the commander deck was Leonore Autumn Sovereign. It's a legendary human noble 04 with a new ability, Coven, which at the beginning of combat on your turn puts a plus one plus one counter on up to one target creature you control. Then if you control three or more creatures with different powers, draw a card. The set code in the bottom left of the card is 001 out of 038. MMIC. MIC most likely would be the Midnight Hunt Commander deck set code since Midnight Hunt is IMH. Reminder that this card has not been confirmed yet by WotC, so we don't know if it's an official card or not. Next in the quickies, eBay announced, announced a new tool for TCG traders of all types. Sports, Pokemon, Magic, and the 1980s era garbage pal kids. Yeah, when they put that in the article, pale. I'm like, pale, pal, pale kids, pale. garbage pale kids. When Get they put right that in that. the article, it caught me off guard. I'm like, those are still a fucking thing? Apparently. Uh, yeah, kids from the 1980s are now adults still buying the same cards. Fair, fair. They so just have more money. Those those cards will be able to you'll be able to track the value of individual cards, manage your collections, and post them for sale on eBay. The best way to describe this is imagine being a stock investor and checking on your portfolios through an online brokerage account. Uh, this is eBay's way to quote unquote make it less cumbersome and more transparent and streamlined. Nice. I, I, I just want to put in here real quick. I, I put this in because I thought it was interesting that TC, uh, we got TCG Player, CFB Marketplace coming up, and now eBay is also coming up with more, you know, more uh, streamlined ways, as they said, for TCGs to be bought and sold on eBay. Like, they're jumping on and if in the article it also read that tcg is a big part of ebay's sales oh yeah a lot of the buying and selling is on ebay right so it makes sense that they're going to like streamline this so now the question is is like i mean ebay has always been a thing with tcg player but now that cfb is coming in like is this ebay being like oh my gosh there's another competitor coming in we got to be a little more you know on on edge not on edge like uh aggressive there we go more aggressive in this three like online card selling groups because you know like a lot of people sell cars on ebay as well as tcg player oh yeah and remember if you go on cfb you got to be an actual uh brick and mortar lgs or have a business license in whatever state to be applied you can't just be a quote-unquote backpack trader as cfb said in in that article yep which is really probably what cfb is gonna get their following from the the high end well well it's not even that it's just for the fact that you know that the person who's selling has gone through the screening the hoops the loops and everything to get on that website true very true so they have to be if are authentic they're not going to be some like you said backpack trader who's selling god who knows what it could be counterfeits all we know Ooh. until you get it 
kind of stuff. Put a pin in the counterfeits there for a little later in the episode. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, eBay is already eBay has already been a main seller for cards, collections, collectibles. You know, if that's the case, why did it take high them so long cards. to come up with you know this? Is it just kind of like observing everybody else? And be I'm like, I'm sure. Yeah. They're like, hey, we're gonna let other people do the hard work and we'll do what they're doing, but say we did it on our own, kind of bullshit, probably. When when it comes to your Mox Diamond, do you look on eBay to see what it recent copies um, have been selling for? Or the do last, you go on TCG? Player? I go on PSA. You go on PSA to see what they're sell- yeah, selling for. Okay, what they were last selling for, but there hasn't been any PSA tens from the vault sold ever so they have no record everything is i think the highest i saw was like a 9.4 but that was like the original mox diamond uh from stronghold yeah okay so i I have no idea where the mine would be like i think on ebay i saw one that was like five thousand dollars but i'm not sure if it was a gin mint or if it was like nine five nine eight right like that but yeah i'm holding on to mine for a while hopefully Gotta things hit that gonna, 10K. Things just gonna keep going up, baby. Well, it's definitely not going down. Right? At some point, you'll be able to buy a house with that thing. Down payment, at least. Yep. I don't need this card anymore. I want a house. Right? Or you could buy a nice Harley with it. Fuck off. Har- don't tell him to get a Harley. Harleys are overrated. But, Good damn. but Good I damn. did see one for sale on Facebook that was like $1,800. I think it was like 94 1200 Sportster. Well, that's why, because it's a freaking Sportster. Don't get a Sportster. Well, yeah, obviously, I'm not going to get one. But Sportsters look nice. They look nice. No, but look nice. I'm they too, I'm don't. too tall for them. Yeah, they're a small bike, but they look nice. It's like um, Yamaha if Bolts. You're gonna, yep. If you're going to well, get a Harley, get a Softail. So that's the thing, though. The Bolts, I've, I've, sat, I've sat on the Bolt before. And this was like when, way before I moved to Fargo. Like when I was living in Grand Forks, I sat on one. It's like, hey, this is like comfy. Like, it was comfortable to sit on. So, I don't think a Bolt's going to be bad for me, because it's a 900. Yeah. So. I looked at a Bolt before I got my Striker, and but I'm a giant to those listening to the podcast. Yeah. I'm tall. You, and I looked like a clown on a little bike. Yeah. <laughs> fucking the thing. sports. Yeah, the, the Bolt would have been too small for you. Easily. Yeah. But if you get a highly, get a fucking Street Glide. <laughs> I don't have $40,000. Uh, those are too big glide. for me, sir. Well, first off, you can get yourself a bolt and be a perfect size guy on a little bike. Bolt would be too big. No, because that's smaller than what I have now, sir. Yeah, but it'll fit you. Mine fits me just fine. On his tiptoes. That's about a soft tail fits me just fine too. You got a you got a uh, a booster seat on the thing, don't you? Right, right. No, no, I'm I don't. Sure you do. No, I don't. <laughs> so, anyways, the final quickie. Uh, Watsy on July 29th announced their 2021 showcase stream. Get ready for Magic's biggest announcement day yet. Tune in to Magic Showcase 2021 event August 24th at 8 a.m. Pacific time on twitch.tv backslash magic to learn uh, to learn about what's coming to Tabletop, MTG Arena, and Multiverse beyond in 2022. Okay, let's go around and call out speculation shots here. Danny, what do you think is going to be announced? Uh, like 15 new Magic Universe secret layers. Okay. JB? JB? 
We lost him. Oh, he's not here anymore. Okay. What well, the fuck? My, my, my thing is, is there definitely going to be with Arena, I think, ah, oh, man. Like, I have a lot of things that I know, I, I feel that they're going to do. First off, let's let's quickly talk about the uh, Kamigawa Neon Destiny that has pretty high the, hopes of being an actual. The, leak, the possible leaks for the demands. Yeah. This Basically one the ones we called for, we called out a couple weeks ago. Yeah, that we, that we were talking with Kamigawa and Dominaria. So these ones got mentioned, uh, these ones were brought up recently because the Wizards bought the domain names for Kamigawa Neon Destiny and a Dominaria website as well. And yep. typically those are strong indications that those are sets that are in the works or getting close to being ready announced. Yep. So we got those as possible drops of sets coming up in the next two years, next year and stuff. Or yeah, in the next year since it's the 2022 yep. announcement stream. So those ones I feel are slam dunk, but I want to go a little wider or a little further and stuff with this. Oh, So you mentioned uh, Secret Layers yep. with Universes Beyond. Yep. I'm going to go as far as calling a specific universe is beyond. Which one? Ooh. So, Power this, Rangers? <laughs> I want it. I want it so badly. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? I don't think Power Rangers is coming in 2022. If it does, I, uh, I'm i going to be such a happy motherfucker. Let me tell you, if a, a Power Rangers secret layer comes, I'm going to be happy. Rick I'm going to be buying that. Rick and Morty. That one would be a little hard. But anyways, Futurama? I'm thinking that it's going to be... Either American Dead. These are my two options. In Planet. These are my two <laughs> options. First one, He Man. The Simpsons. More My Little G- Pony. Joe. Ick. I think gonna, Ick. it's going to be More My Little Pony official Gross. stuff in the uh, like you're like calling a full 15, set. Well, you're calling like fifteen secret layers. I am saying one of those secret layers is going to be My Little okay. Pony. Okay. So it's like a five card. Set. Yeah, it's something like that. Okay. I'm going to say My Little Pony, and then I'm going to say also it's going to be Transformers first, you know, just kind of like building familiarity. But I feel like G.I. Joe might be a thing because G.I. Joe is doing a lot right now in Hasbro. So, yeah, we have to look at what Hasbro owns. They own Power Rangers. Give me the Power Rangers. So Sorry. With, with Hasbro being as big of a company as it is, and – all the cards under, or not the cards, but the companies underneath. Well, those uh, are the low picking fruits. The, those those seem like slam dunk answers. And the fact that you know, they're they're the easiest because it's less friction for them to get it to happen, because Wizards' parent company owns them. Yep. So it's by default easy access for them. So you know, if we're gonna go balls to the walls, then yeah, Rick and Morty. Like, how crazy would that be if there's a Rick and Morty secret layer then? <laughs> like, something outside of Hasbro. But they don't have Rick and Morty. Exactly. But I'm saying. It's, yeah, I'm shot calling that's, it here. That's what I'm Rick saying. and Morty. That's what I was like. That's why I was just throwing out sitcoms like Rick and Morty, American Dad. Not really sitcoms, but they're cartoon sitcoms, basically. Would it be Rick and Morty, though? Like, Rick and Morty is on their, what, fifth or sixth season that they're doing. And all those episodes have to be up. Maybe they had like some sort of South Park. Ooh, ooh, cock magic. I feel like that's, there you go. I feel like that's going. <laughs> have you ever watched that episode, JB? Cock magic. No, 
You haven't watched Cop Wow, magic? it's it's like the Fight Dude, Club, but we don't talk about the Fight Club of Magic. It's it's Cops. I haven't watched South Park in so long. It's it's Roosters I, pl- I, playing magic. Honestly, I have never really sat down to watch uh, South Park, but that's one episode I actually know of. It's so good. Because you're just like actually reading off real cards. Like this mm-hmm. chick, this chicken is just like using its beak to like cast spells. And it's like, oh my gosh, he's catching a fugitive wizard and shit like that. Yep. Fugitive actual magic card. And then Stan's dad thinks that cock magic isn't actual, like isn't roosters playing magic, but he thinks it's like actual cock magic, like your dong doing magic oh tricks. We, we get it, Matt. And he's doing all these. There are kids listening to us. There are. Oh my God. If there's kids listening to us, I'm so sorry. Like, first off, talk to your parents. Ask them why they're letting you watch, listen to an explicit podcast like this. We're E. Every episode is E for this reason. Not every episode we talk about cock magic, but maybe we'll start shooing it in. We'll have a cock magic segment. Just specify the E does not mean everyone. <laughs> yeah. It means explicit. <laughs> it means explicit. Ooh, ooh. New, new segment. New segment. You ready for this? What is it, Matt? <laughs> Stop gonna, laughing and just tell us. We're going to the uh, the circumcised room. I can't we, go there. What? Where we talk about magic cards that are just a tip off from being a good card. Oh, my wow. God. <sighs> Sold? Yes. Are we doing this now? No. <laughs> <laughs> Let's add it Why to the list. Call it let's just a tip. Let's just, just add it to the list of uh, fifteen different other podcasts we have to do first. Perfect. This let's... week in foreskin. <laughs> oh my! Sea cucumbers so are and, important. So, and... <laughs> Don't forget about them. Uh, Sorry, Danny. I made you lose your tickle. Day. My pickle. Ooh, that's a good name. Don't threaten me with a good time and think I won't show up. (laughs) You did show up tonight. We did multiple times. It takes tickle pickling and not beer to get you going. Noted for next time, I guess. (laughs) Tickle pickling. Anyway, we're gonna pickle a tickle. Don't make me mute you. (laughs) Uh, Man, you're just as bad as my wife and her race horsing. Her race horsing. No, I said tickling a pickle. Anyway, I didn't say pickle. tickle pickling. Anyway, tippy canoe and tickle me too, sir. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Tomato <laughs> potato. Yes, Danny, continue. <laughs> I was gonna ask, what do you guys think? Other than what we've already talked about, JB hasn't. Oh, yeah. said jack shit about what do you think's gonna happen? Yeah, because you walked away on us. Yeah, what's, asshole. What? Oh, sorry. What? What's your shot call on what's gonna get announced for the 2021 showcase stream? <sighs> Magic's dead. No, just Arena. I don't know. Just Arena. Um, Are they bringing back Pioneer? Pioneer's not dead yet, sir. Especially according to an SCG article. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I don't know. Pioneer don't Master. Know. Well, that got taken off of Arena. That's yeah, like, no, that. Uh, yeah, I, I don't foresee Pioneer Masters being a thing anytime soon. Putting um, cards, not Arena. It, I think. I think because it can't do, be Arena. I think if they do anything I'm with Pioneer, I'm gonna guess. For the big announcement is going to be the return of like GPs and stuff, Magic Fest. Ooh, ooh, that's good. The actual pro circuit. Oh, oh, here we go. Yeah, I was I was talking to myself earlier today 
about this. I'm not crazy. I promise. I was talking to myself. Are you sure, Matt? I was talking to myself earlier today about this. And I'm like, this would be a good time for them to like hint more towards what they're going to be doing for Wizards uh, endorsed competitive play. Yeah. Because like competitive play is going to be a thing. You still got, you still got Team CFB. You got SEG. You got Insight Esports and all this stuff doing like competitive options. But having like a Wizards sponsored, uh, a Wizard sponsored competitive scene, like maybe they're gonna hint like, hey, we have competitive plans in mind. Here's kind of like the teaser and stuff for it, mm-hmm. and they're gonna like ramp us up, rev us up for it like coming out later like they're not going to give us the full details for this stream they're they're, they're, they're going to announce a gp las vegas that would be good oh, man. and honestly at the same time if we're gonna if we're gonna be honest with how the delta variant is watsi definitely is a company that would probably if the delta variant starts showing up like numbers that concerns a company that wants to keep clean face and stuff you know like that where they're not like yeah, we're not going to be hosting events and stuff like during during this, so we're going to put everything back on online. Ah, fuck, fuck Go you, ahead. fuck you, Delta. Right, that's a different topic. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, shot shot calling that's here for this week in pandemic. <laughs> just add it to the list here. Hold on, let me just write this, this week in politics. <laughs> write that on the wall. <laughs> write it on the window. You know, pretty soon I would have to actually start writing on the wall all of the the the. the podcast spinoffs we were supposed to have let's have podcasts with just spinoffs there you go there we go we'll call it this week in spinoffs and it's going to be a combination of everything so one week we come in and we talk about time zones oh no it's literally just not just that it's literally just the podcast of complete spinoffs like it we just talk about spinoffs there there is there is do the spinoffs it's literally starting with one and ending with a different topic (laughs) with like 15 in between you know what's sad about that? Not sad. You know that is every episode of ours. <laughs> you took the words right out of my mouth. That was it. What's sad about that is we're already doing that. Now. Exactly. <laughs> but we should actually have a label. This is the podcast of spinoffs. Oh, this is. If be you want to be entertained, listen. If not, still listen. Yeah, it's not news topic anymore. It's just straight up comedy. Maybe some entertainment. You in should there. put comedy as one of our well. At this point, yeah, genres. I, I feel I feel I should just like you tag should. this as just comedy. Put it now. in there. Uh, gaming news, trading or tra- uh, gaming news, hobbies, and comedy. <laughs> there we go. That's our tags. Exactly. <laughs> or maybe comedy be first. But anyways, uh, JB, uh, anything else on the 2021 showcase? Um, no, I don't know. I can't think of anything. All right. Well, let's move on to. We'll try and make the, the the bigger topics. We'll try and make state of the game cool, as quick as possible here. So state of the game, couple news, things that happened from that is an uh, the article that came out on the 29th. It reads on their recalibrate section, for several months now, we've been working on large-scale change on our back-end systems. This won't have much of an immediate impact for players, but it is a crucial setup to help us ensure long-term stability for MTG Arena and maintain the ability to keep its support and running well for many years to come. Because of the size of this change, there will be a few differences that players will see with the release, with this release. First, we're planning about four hours of downtime from 7 a.m. to 11 a.m. on August 10th uh, as we make this switchover. Hey, hey, Matt, you should probably tell them what uh, time zone. Oh, uh, Pacific. Pacific Standard Time. 
This Week in Time Zones. We're back at it again. <laughs> the classic This Week in Time Zones. Go listen to them. The originals. Uh, we will also need to disable starting new matches about an hour before this downtime starts before bringing things back up when we resume. Another effect of the changes is that you will be unable to spend any mastery orbs from Strixhaven after this downtime. So if you've been procrastinating on finishing your studies, now is the time. Uh, it's also not- noted spending mastery orbs for Dungeons and Dragons will be unaffected. A major impact is that we need to split the normal August 2021 ranked season into two, an early August season running August 1st through the 10th, and a late August season that runs the 10th through the 31st. The rank resets between these two seasons will be smaller than normal, with Mythic players being reset to Diamond 1 and all other ranks being maintained. Uh, both seasons will have the full normal rewards, and both will award entries into the qualifier weekend the early august season will award entries to the top 500 mythic players while the late august will do the typical 1200 additionally given that this is a major change in the internal systems we may see more issues and surprises than normal with this release every release we monitor our bug reports and social channels for any problems players run into but for this one we'll be stepping up several notches if you run into any problems please use the bug report link or contact customer service we'll have the team on standby to make sure issues get addressed and that patches flow quickly uh one final change with this release is the new build will be coming out on tuesday august 10th but all the new content will be coming out on thursday august 12th as normal and there's a lot of new content coming. Broken set. Yeah, so Jumpstart, Historic Horizons, new cards have been shown. Big big one right now. <laughs> Dragon Rage Chandler is in uh, Jumpstart Historic as well as Season of Pyromancer. Two super powerful cards. But uh, Return to the Ranks, Jumpstart Historic Horizon follows the same basic flow as prior jumpstart events where you select one pack from a choice of three select a second from a choice of three and combine them together to make a 40 card deck there are several tweaks that we've added to this digital only take on jumpstart overall we wanted to ensure players see more variety to keep the experience interesting and surprising multicolored packets have been added into the mix so you can build more varied decks packet selection is more intelligent now so when you are given your three options to pick from you will get a good mix of colors with monocolored and two color packets we're also keeping track of the packets you select to make sure that at least one your offered is something that you haven't selected in a past run. Interesting. There's more variety inside the packs as well, where packs run of Jumpstart Horizons are offered up to four different versions of a theme. The packets in Jumpstart Historic Horizons have a variable built in with multiple options for many of their slots. A single packet can end up with a dozen or more variations. Of course, they can do that because it's on online. Um, we've also made the mana bases smarter. Lands generally don't live in the packets, but instead we added after MTG Arena uh, can see your whole deck. So a mono white packet like Legion mixed with a mono black packet like Davriel will get a couple scorned barons to smooth out the mana base by mixing Legion with another mono white deck like Cycling wouldn't. Uh, most of the combination would also add some mono colored cycling lands into the mix. Uh, it goes on to talk about some more stuff with jumpstart horizons going to clarify perpetual conjure and seek 
and broken abilities. Yeah. And then they're adding one of the biggest things that they're doing right now is now on to what you've been waiting for with the release with this release of Jumpstart Historic Horizon. We're adding a hundred card historic brawl queue. That's the update. Well, okay, maybe a little bit more. We've been pleased with the performance we've seen from our recent historic brawl events, and it's clear that there is a small but dedicated audience that's interested in keeping to keep playing this format. We also saw a good response in our recent experiment with a 100-card historic brawl events, and historic brawl will now default to being 100-card wherever it's offered. Like we do with the standard brawl, we'll be using a matchmaking system that takes into account the power level of your commander to help ensure that matches are fairer and more fun for both players. Uh, the queue will be at least until the rotation this September while we monitor how interest and play volume hold up for the format. Our goal is to leave it up if we can remain healthy and provide enough population for rapid fair pairing. If you want permanent historic brawl, play it. Uh, we will continue to offer the standard brawl queue as well, and it will stay a 60-card format as it is now. Also, if you've been worried about Command Tower and Arcane Signet rotating out of standard brawl in September, September, fear not. We'll make sure those staples stay legal in standard brawl on Arena. Cool. So it sounds like those cards are getting printed in um, some form of manner. In. Or they're just staying... Trentus Arena, they can break magic. It's true. They can set so the they rules. can they can do whatever they want on Arena. So they'll just make it. Hey, these are legal in whatever set time we want. Very true. Yeah. So essentially, this is just going to be Arena's version of Commander. Yep. That's it. And you're going to be able to play all these Jumpstart Historic cards here. So it's it's Wizard's way to have it's, like their own Commander without having to deal with the Pioneer R&D EDH. Of- no rule because it's like i don't know it's just jumpstart which is or it's just historic which is way different than i mean jumpstart or historic commander or brawl is going to be closer to commander because you have things like brainstorm and you have things like uh lightning bolt's not in there yet never mind but what's coming well it's basically coming you got the conjured version and stuff that of lightning bolt but yeah uh, the the arena commander guys, that's coming. Wizards way to get more commander usage, I guess. Yep, yep. Uh, next in this article, they talk about the rotation that is coming up, uh, and yeah, all that fun stuff. End of the year, turnover year. They mention as well that they'll be back with another state of the game prior to the release of Midnight Hunt. And in the meantime, you can keep up with all Magic Arena news in their daily MTG articles. Yay, no more throne. It's coming. Even though I don't play standard. All right, well, that's all done. Business is done and over with. Should we get into the interesting topic? The dirty news. The dirty news. I like that. Well, Danny, take it away with the dirty news. So as of 9.35 this morning... Uh, Shipping Shield tweeted out to at Wizards underscore Magic about a uh, pretty, I, I would say, professionally disgusting situation. Professionally, their tweet is: uh, Is there any way you have to, or is there any way you have to stop people from selling Wizards branded shrink wrap for what I assume are reasons to scam customers believing their product is authentically sealed? They found on Etsy someone selling 
booster box Watsy shrink wrap for $36.41 per sheet. Matt and I were looking at this earlier. Uh, you can clear if if you are knowledgeable in magic or you've been playing it for a while, you can tell it's off. Authentic wizards wrapping, their logos curved. Like the typical wizard sign that you yep. see. Like um, is it on any yeah, on the back of like a booster pack and stuff, you like yep. can see that it's, it's like the curve. The curve. These are literally just rectangles. With wizards of the coast. For those who are have those untrained eyes, it's gonna be hard to recognize. And not many people actually look at the shrink wrap. Um we talked about this last week. I don't know if it was just with Amnos or if we actually talked on prot on podcast or not. But someone had bought four boxes of was it I think it was like two weeks ago when we talked about Strixhaven? Uh Time Spiral Remastered. Time Spiral Remastered yep. from Amazon. Yep. And each pack was opened and repacked with absolute garbage. Yeah. And they're resealed, looked authentic, and yeah. So someone out there is creating authentic looking rap just to cheat people out of money. So Matt and I were talking about this earlier, so I was thinking, well, this is just gonna be a lawsuit. And if there is no lawsuit, it's going to be a lawsuit against Wizards for allowing it. Yeah, so uh, Shipping Shield, they, they tweeted this, and there were some people inside or in the in the thread that were like, yeah, contact uh, these different email addresses, send them an email stating that you saw this. And then someone take Blake Rasmussen saying, also, at Blake, at Blake PR, can you help notify someone up the chain? Blake Rasmussen, who is head of PR, replies back in this tweet saying we're aware and have handed it off to the appropriate teams what appropriate teams there are that are going to be dealing with this i imagine it's definitely the legal team if because this person still has their etsy page up um the the etsy person is poker rep sales uh, we say it so that way you guys kind of like keep an eye out for that if it pops up anywhere it's it i don't know definitely something about this seems so off that they're just going to sell uh, another thing about this as well, I'll read the description of this person, or a description of this item that this person posted on Etsy. Booster box shrink wrap. Prices for one sheet only. For collector slash decorative purposes, please visit our Instagram at Sales for more images and reviews of this product. Free shipping. Not sure how to wrap your box? Check out this YouTube tutorial. We never watched a YouTube tutorial as well copy that link and probably watch it here in a second uh this wrap is not authentic even though it appears so on the image what the image shows is the item you get they are fully handmade using high-end computers and machines to create the almost real thing oh my god yeah yeah so danny and i we were talking about this earlier talking about like when it comes to shit like this you can't help but think the, the the initial tones of a person that sell this is like their intention of like straight up just trying to rip somebody off. We were using the, uh, yeah, we were using the example earlier, you know, uh, a mother or some family member knows that their kid, whatever person that they're trying to buy a gift for is into magic. They go on to Amazon, they go on to eBay, they go on to some other site and, you know, they go and they see it's like, oh, this box is getting sold for 50 bucks, 60 bucks or shit, whatever. And it's wrapped up like this. 
and you just have I don't know. We're very cynical here, I would say. I think I think the, the overall thing is we're cynical on other people being able to have stuff like this because this is not a new thing. People have resealed packs, have resealed boxes and stuff in the past. But the I think it's more it's so brazen of this person to just like go out and sell like post even though they say you know it's not authentic and stuff like that but when it comes to descriptions in items it's like it's not for this intended purpose purpose as a way for you know they're to show you know we're not liable for whatever they're doing outside of us selling like we're saying it's not for this purpose but people are going to be using it for that purpose i don't know i'm definitely skeptical and when i first saw this i'm like holy shit this is crazy and on top of it after we saw this uh the professor he jumped on as well and posted about it and got a lot more people's eyes on this thing exactly we got a mew in the chat saying there's no way any of this was made with pure intentions i couldn't say it any better it's it's yeah like here if uh, guys watching the stream we're gonna we're gonna pull this up here real quick bum, bum, bum. so that way y'all can see for yourself like look at this. Like again, to the to the to us who know what what to look, you know, the, like the, the the wrapping designs, it, it seems off because it's 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 a rectangle like Danny was saying in this fake one, but in the real cellophane wrap that is used, it's like curved like a, a rainbow or whatever that shape is and stuff. Yeah, this is so fucking bonkers. 53 reviews and the top one of the top reviews is this product was absolutely exactly what I paid for. I will most definitely be purchasing more and other products from the seller. Communication was on point and the product was packaged with secure wrapping on the outside, including bubble wrap for the product itself. Great stuff. This shit is fucking bonkers. I don't know. I don't know what else to say. Like looking at their uh Instagram Looks like they're huge into Pokemon, yeah. obviously, which would make reason why of their their handle. But it's like they're mass producing first edition Pokemon cards, foiling them, and probably selling them for big bucks. Right now on their Etsy page, they have an imitation first edition Charizard card, only two available. They're selling for two hundred and seventeen dollars and sixty. They're proxies. Yeah, they're just uh, yeah. You just got these two images right here. Like you can't turn around and see the back and stuff but it's like i don't know man like when it comes to like printing off proxies like there's the the fine line between a proxy and a counterfeit is with a counterfeit you're you're profiting off of it you know like a like the, you got wish and shit like the wish cards where you can buy like a stack of wish cards and, and stuff like that it's like oh these are all or proxies. or like uh when my kids went to vacation yeah, yeah we were Florida. talking about that did you tell this story last and week if not tell it now tell it now yeah, so they got a bunch of packs. Like, apparently down in Florida, like, Pokemon is a big thing. Uh, like, they sell them at gas stations, even. Uh, well, they got a couple packs at a flea market. And I want to say they were, like, two bucks a pack, something like that. And they were supposedly, like, advertising for, like, a $10,000 card in them. <laughs> so they got a couple packs each. And they, sh they, they bring them back, and they show me. And I'm looking at stuff, looking at the back. I'm like, something doesn't seem right. So I, I took a couple pictures, asked Josh, sent them to Josh. And I'm like, because this was like right after a brand new set release, you know. So I'm like, okay, maybe they changed something in the new set. I don't know. These are the Chilling Rains cards, right? These are Chilling Rains pack? 
No, I found out they got a, they, they got them from Vivid Voltage, oh, like Vivid after Voltage, that I sent the thing. So I was like, okay, 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 so something doesn't seem right. So I'm Googling stuff while I'm waiting for Josh to reply. And I'm looking, I'm like, okay, Vivid Voltage came out in 2020. These cards are stamped 2021, and the back is different. Yeah, those backs like, are just off. And the card stock of the back, like, feels yep, cheap. different, too. But the crazy thing is, is they foiled a bunch of cards. Like, they they had a bunch of foils and, like, the special VMAXs and stuff like that. And I was like, holy shit. These people, went like, tried to go all out, but they fucked up with the back. They ended up being fake. Like, Josh was even like, yeah, they're fake. They're fake as fuck. And I'm like, <laughs> that's what I thought. I just wasn't sure. Like, I didn't know if they decided to change the back all of a sudden or what. But, yeah, like, it was crazy. Oh, yeah, and the other thing was, like, normally when it, it, you know, on normal cards, when it refers to a Pokemon, it says Pokemon. Well, these said Pocket Monster instead of Pokemon. So that's, that was another thing. I'm like, fuck. Like, that's not right. And this is the shit. Like, it doesn't matter. You know, like, all, all people who are know kind of, like, what to expect, they're going to see that and they're going to like, oh, red flag. But it's going to be a bunch of people that aren't. Like, first off, when it comes to Magic, like, it's already been said that kitchen table Magic players are, like, the biggest majority of Magic players. I imagine the same is for Pokemon. Like, kitchen table ones that don't follow the game, that aren't into knowing, like, the ins and outs of, yep. like, what products are going to be and stuff like that. And they're like, this is a great deal. And then they get it, and it's like, oh, well, I guess I just got shit on lock for a booster pack. And they don't look further into it. While this person who went out and fucking scammed got this money for fucking packs and shit or for fucking booster boxes now with a whole a goddamn resealed fucking sleeve, authentic, decorative cellophane wrap. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm I am fucking work. When I saw that, I got worked up just because of that. Like, did we, we had a conversation about fucking counterfeit and proxy on here before. And I don't know. I think the line is pretty drawn. Like, as soon as you start intentionally trying to, like, profit off of a proxy that goes into like a counterfeit and shit where yep. it's just like i'm trying to pass this as a real card and it's like people can use the cellophane as a way to like pass a box as a real box so these are proxies this is from their instagram look at the back they've printed the pokemon card back and they got the tm at the bottom too yep trademarked i don't know man like people and and it's and it's not just like recent cards. These are first edition replica cards that they're selling. Right. That are foiled. Yeah. Foils that some that have like that weird texture look. Yep, like yep. muck. Yeah, he has that this. little. That is a weird. Almost aged look. It does. And like the Charizards that are foiled. Yeah. Like they are, they are literally counterfeit. Advertising counterfeit cards, and people are buying these. In the description for these Charizards, it says this is an imitation card for collection, collector or decorative purposes. No trademark infringement intended. Enjoy. Please review and give me your honest feedback with a photo. Customer service is key, so if you have any issues, please uh, please contact me. Please read. We do not accept cancellations after purchase. We, however, would be happy to refund if your items arrive damaged. Uh, we will ask for proof of photos and then await the return. Please note this before sale. Thank you. Free shipping. And then we got like some people reviewing these Charizards and stuff here. As promised, honest review. 
an honest review is set in place. I absolutely love my boxes. Excellent for display. Really good quality for being custom. Honestly, they're a little pricey personally. If I wasn't in the need to add to my display, I would have passed on these, but you really did great. You really you really do get what you pay for, and these things are awesome to own. Highly recommend. Shipping now. Shipping was a tad bit slow. Not the shipper himself. It was just took a while for it to all arrive, probably due to COVID, I imagine. But overall, I'm very pleased and will definitely do more business. Thanks again. I'm glad to rest. I'm, I'm glad the rest of the batch arrived. I don't know, man. Like, compared to... Compared to uh, when it comes to proxies, you got like al- artist alters and stuff like printing cards that are clearly not like magic cards. And I think, I think the line is that these look these look authentic for magic Pokemon or like the cellophane ramp is meant to look authentic. I don't know, man. It's tough. We got a Mew in the chat saying, "I feel like trying to take the free use angle doesn't work when you're charging two hundred. Yeah, yeah, I'm right there with you. Like, oh." So I don't know the legalese behind this, but something seems sketch about this whole whole thing. And it's like the thing, I I doubt that this is the only thing like this happening. This is the only one that's kind of like been brought to light in this day for us to kind of see and shit. There, there's no doubt in my mind that there are more people that are doing stuff like this below. And if we're gonna be honest, like. Remember when we were talking about the Jake Paul situation or the mm-hmm. Logan Paul where he bought a booster box from a guy and it seemed very sketchy yep. and shit. And he was talking, he was like, yeah, this guy, like Logan Paul bought this box from this shady bald guy that everybody online is like, oh yeah, he's a scammer and shit. And the bald guy was telling this whole story of this first edition Pokemon box to Logan saying, yeah, the, the guy that sold this to me had it in a safe for 20 years that his grandpa bought for him when he was a kid and he left it in their pristine condition and then there's like rips on the packaging and stuff and they got like big pokemon youtuber lionheart i think his name is i have no idea and he looked at the box and they and the bald guy asked lionheart is like would you buy this authentic box And he's like nah man this shit looks sketchy as fuck and then it turned out to be kind of like three packs fucked yeah it was that whole that whole thing was interesting more than positive we covered it it happened I think we did. Yeah, in like November or October of yeah, last it was, year. Yeah, because it was right after his fight with somewhere Mayweather. In th- yeah, somewhere in that time frame. Yeah, there's there's no way in hell. Oh, man, I don't know. It's I have like rose-tinted glasses a lot of the time when it comes to the Magic community or like trading card community that everybody has like good intent in mind when it comes to selling cards. But then you just kind of get like smacked a little bit with this kind of shit where it's just like it doesn't like it doesn't sit right with a person. Right, yeah, you're you're selling like these guys are selling replica. They're clearly saying they're replicas for decoration of, of decoration, decoration of real cards. They look a hundred percent official in by picture. They yeah, look on official. The back looked like, like they're printing the back of the card too. And it it, it comes to you just like all it takes is one person to come up and try and like. Sell Tra- it. Trade a card yep. to some person. Sell a card to a new person getting into the game. I was one of those kids that got scammed out of. I had a Blaine's Charizard when I was younger, and a kid came up to me, and I was a stupid kid. So laugh at me all you want for this story, but 
I was on the bus. I was showing off my Blaine's Charizard to one of my friends. And this older kid turns around and is like, yo, I got a card that's way cooler than that Blaine's Charizard. And he showed me a Charizard and a Blastoise on one card. The front was a Charizard and the back was a Blastoise. And I traded him for it. And all it was was a magazine cutout of a Charizard and a Blastoise glued to a piece of cardboard. And there was like glitter paint put on them. And my fucking first grade ass thought it was the coolest thing in the world and i gave him my blaine's charizard essentially and i got shit in return so when it comes to shit like this i'm a little like you know it, it I'm, I'm pretty sure we all have a story like that where we kind of got cheated out yeah matt card. young no, matt no that does not yes, count it was matt. a got multiples of those matt it was a trade those were those are you trades those you, are real cards hold you, on no, you took before. advantage of a guy who just started playing <laughs> magic and you, yeah. you can't, def- yeah, you, you, did, man. you can't deny that. No, I can. You can't I deny can it because you can't. I gave you so many cards for the trade. It was valued. You took advantage of my ass too, of, sir. When did I take advantage of your ass? You knew uh, damn well those cards were going to be fun the next week. And a bunch of other shit. You got a bunch of them documented on there where you made out like a fucking bandit. So what? Seeing into the future, knowing what cards are going to be good, it makes it rough. You guys got authentic cards for these trades, and then it's just like, oh, did we though? Oh my god, did did we? Changing the fucking subject here, did we though? Yeah, like people do this. People hustle fucking fake cards, and like I don't know. I, th- I think the thing again for me is that it's just so brazen that this person is going on like Etsy and stuff. It's like, yeah, decorative purposes. Amuse said it. Amuse said it so well. There's no way any of this was made with pure intentions. You know, I fall in that same camp, man. Any any final notes on this from either either one of you? I know people are stupid. That is beautiful. That is a great way to end it. So ending that, moving over to the next thing. Let's talk. Do we talk weekly winners or do we go to a deck of the week? I think we can hold off deck of the week. Me? Yeah, we're already at an hour thirty-five or an hour. Uh, 40 an hour 44 recording okay uh, i don't know Maybe we'll, we'll see how fast we get through this so we'll I jump don't know. we always we always tend to cut deck of the week i know let's 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 make why this fast we, then like why do we never cut finances for deck of the week because finance is is essential to everyone's magic life is it though is it really yeah we'll, we'll cover this we'll get this done in we'll give one minute per card so <laughs> four minutes so don't read minutes, the fucking article matt six seven, okay let's do this jumping into the finance section start off with uba mask uba mask is four colorless artifact if a player would draw a card that player removes that card from the game face up instead each player may play cards he or she removed from the game with uba mask this turn it's jumped up 192 percent now chilling at 13 bucks this is going off of commander primarily because it it pairs very well with like draneth magistrate and with the talk of kamigawa coming out it's super important and as well as it got shown in the command zone the command zone had their game nights and prosper tonebound was shown it had a very good highlight and stuff there so people they got the command zone effect essentially it's a, it's a dummied way down uba mask 12 13 bucks because of command zone and yeah that's holding pretty solid foils around 100 bucks for this thing and it's only had the one printing from uh champions of kamigawa next card we have is scale lord reckoner 
white white three four four dragon flying whenever a dragon you control becomes the target of a spell or an ability an opponent controls destroy target non-land permanent that player controls this card jumped up 64 percent now chilling at just under 15 dollars this is the commander 17 printing you can find them online still for about uh, 12 dollars and a quarter there is no foil printing of this thing the Commander 17 is the only printing, but this is moving up primarily because Tiamat in Adventures of the Forgotten Realms has brought dragons back to the forefront of uh, EDH players' attention. Next in the weekly winners, we have Goldspan Dragon, standard all-star right now from Keldheim. Red, red, three, four, four, dragon flying haste when it attacks or becomes the target of a spell, create a treasure token. Treasures you control have tap, sack this artifact, add two mana of any one color. This jumped up 48%. It's now chilling at $36.19. Market price is around that as well of like $35 on TCG Player. You can find them for like $32. Card Kingdom selling them for $40. Foils are $41. It's only had one printing, but it's had, you know, the multiple different uh, extended borders and stuff like that. This is also going in the uh, Tiamat uh, EDH decks as well. And it's a solid upgrade for the Draconic Rage EDH deck. This one's moving up because of modern her uh, the modern format, Fury. Red, red, three, 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 elemental incarnation double strike. When Fury ETPs, it deals four damage divided as you choose among any number of target creatures and or planeswalkers. Has a evoke of exile a red card from your hand. This jumped up 46%. Now it's chilling at $11.46. It's moving up even more. As of today, the market price is 16 bucks on this thing because on Saturday, it, top, it, it showed up in three of the top eight showcase challenges that we talked about earlier. And yeah, because of those elemental decks, like this thing is seen really good. It's, it's a good, like you're two for twoing yourself, essentially. Like you're getting rid of two cards to potentially take out two creatures or on the worst case scenario, you hard cast this thing and you're two for oneing your opponent. Uh, next, Darkness. Mentioned this in the the Discord the other day. Friend of the podcast, uh, Dr. Viking in the Discord. Big fan of this card. This card has jumped up to $27. Darkness, single black, instant, prevent all combat damage that would be dealt this turn. The, it has two printings from Time Spiral, uh, Time Shifted, old school one, and then original printing in Legion. Both these cards dancing around the $20 range. The Darkness version is... Uh, 18 bucks while the Legion's one is, or the Time Spire one is 30 bucks. So this one is getting played in modern. <laughs> oh my God, it's getting played in modern? Holy shit. There it is. A three of a modern mill as a way to help get your opponent into the later games. So that way you can like straight up mill them out. Beautiful. Well, those are your weekly winners. Links in the description down below. But JB, give us some of them cheap pickups. As I can, huh? Okay, so first up, we have Mordenkainen, um, Adventures in the Forgotten Realms, sitting at five dollars and forty-four cents, trending down. Let me just tell you how stupid this fucking planeswalker is. Let's hear it. How stupid is it? It's it's stupid. I fucking hate it. What, what makes standard? It? it comes down. It's just stupid. When you play against this in standard, is are they typically hard casting this, or are they like? Oh, yeah, they're hard casting it, and then they just they neg to it. So the Nake 2 is you create a blue dog illusion creature token with this creature's power and toughness are each equal to twice the number of cards in your hand. 
So this mm-hmm. thing can easily like if you're like you're casting this on turn six, you probably have a couple cards in hand. Like let's just say like at worst. Oh no, it comes down. It's always either an eight eight or a ten ten. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Woof. Mm-hmm. Yeah, woof is right. <laughs> Fucking dumb. Hate it. Next up, we have the Modern Horizons 2 print of Misty Rainforest sitting at $36.01, and it is stabilized out. That is not a bad price for Misty Rainforest. We talked about this like three weeks ago, and I said, anything below 40 bucks, you're going to be wanting to jump on these things. Like, now is your time. Mm-hmm. And I think this goes for all of the fetch lands from uh, Modern Horizons 2. You read the next card, and I'll pull up the uh, list for Modern Horizons 2 on the fetch lands. All right, so last card is Omnath, Locus of Mana, and this is actually the, what, the Commander Collection Green print? Yes. Is $6.98, and it is slowly trending downward. So I got the fetch lands pulled up for uh, Modern Horizons here. We got Scalding Tarn, $37 market price. Misty Rainforest, 32 market price. You have Arid Mesa for $20 market price, Marsh Flats for $19.50, and what was the other one? Oh, Verdant Catacombs. Verdant Catacombs, $29. Like, what? A Verdant Catacombs is under $30? Yeah, just barely, $29.84 on oh TCG. fucking But God. you can find them on TCG Player for $27. Damn. Yeah, ma- Magic Folk. We mentioned like two weeks ago is a time. Now is still your time. Like if the if you bought them like two weeks ago for like around forty bucks, like you're still not out. These things are gonna be moving up like in six months. Like there's no doubt in my mind. When you buy if you bought it at forty, they're gonna become like fifty or sixty bucks and you just like netted twenty dollars. And like buying right now, you're netting yourself like twenty four dollars, twenty eight dollars and stuff like that. Like I don't think you're you're not on a loss getting these. Just want to say that fetch lands. If you want to play modern, if you want to have these in your commander decks, like the enemy fetches are probably like this is this is their floor. And if it's not their floor and they go down, you're still gonna do good when they start moving back up, man. Okay, we got that done and out of the way. Are we ready for the deck of the week then? JB, did you yeah. see this? Did you see this list? No, not yet. Okay, okay. So I saw this list, someone posted on uh, the modern Reddit, and I really liked it. It's Kaya's, it's called Kaya's Extraction by Scrape Border, and the primary goal of this deck is using Kaya Orzov Usurper. Black White 1 for a 3 loyalty Planeswalker. You exile up to 2 cards from a single graveyard. You gain 2 life if at least 1 creature card was exiled this way. And then it has a neg one of exile target non-land permanent with converted mana cost one or less. And then a neg five, Kaya, deals damage to target player equal to the number of cards that player owns in exile, and you gain that much life. So the primary goal of this is to, like they said, that they want to get to that alt. So in three turns, roughly, alt off and have enough cards in their opponent's exile to essentially kill them. And... The package to do this with is there are two Daruthi Voidwalker, uh, Black Black, 3-2, Daruthi Rogue, Shadow. If a card would be put into an opponent's graveyard from anywhere, instead exile it with a Void Counter. And then you can sack the Voidwalker and you're able to play spells, play cards with Void Counters on them without paying their mana cost. There are two Griefs, the Elemental Incarnation for Modern Horizons 2, Black Black 2, 3-2, 
element uh, menace. When it ETBs, target opponent reveals their hand. You choose a non-land card from it, and they discard it, and it has a vote of exile a black card. This is an Esper deck, so there are four unmoored Ego. I like this card. Probably not in this build, and we'll cover it in a second here, but unmoored Ego. You know, maybe maybe what we'll do for this, those watching the stream as well, we will uh, pull this up for you guys to, like, watch along. Unmoored Ego. Blue, black, one. Sorcery. Choose a card name. Search target opponent's graveyard, hand, and library for up to four cards with that same name. Exile them. That player shuffles their library and then draws cards for each card exiled from their hand this way. There are three Thoughtseize, three Inquisitions, two Supreme Verdicts, uh, four Surgical Extractions, four Fatal Push, four Extirpates, two Ephemerates, and three Counterspells. Told you about the Kaya's uh, Orzhov Usurpers. And then in the lands, there are two Watery Graves, a single Urborg, two Swamps, two Sunken Ruins, three Polluted Deltas, a Plains, two Marsh Flats, an Island, Hollowed Fountain, two Godless Shrine, a single Ghost Quarter, two Flooded Strain, three Field of Ruin, and one Creeping Tar Pit. Uh, cover the sideboard a little bit later. But the primary thing, again, primary thing with this deck is you're just exiling a crap ton of things. And to this, I would actually say they could take out the blue. No need to counterspell. No need for Supreme Verdict. No need for Unmoored Ego. A blue player is saying no need for blue? Well, in this in this manner. What? If they're going to be going for exiling things like Mass Exile, like if they want blue, uh, Tasha's Hideous Laughter would be pretty solid, uh, a pretty solid way to do it, but... I think you got better things. Like if you're going to be using ephemerate and grief, you can go up on grief, get the four, the four grief. Then you can also get the four solitude. Cause those exile creatures and those exiled creatures, you know, they, they get you into the later game with this as well. And those exile creatures will make Kaya, you know, deal even more damage when you're able to alt it. Uh, having multiples of surgical extractions and extirpates, that might be a little too much. Like maybe have a a three three split of that. I was thinking about this as well. There is a you could do like tide hollow sculler combinations in here as well. If you got ephemerates, tide hollow sculler has the the trick where you cast it at ETBs, hold priority. When it ETBs, opponent reveals their hand. You choose an online card from it. They exile it, and then when it has the second ability of when tide hollow leaves that exile card returns back to that player's hand. So it's the Oblivion Ring thing that you can do. You have Tide Hollow Scholar enter, you hold priority, you ephemerate your Tide Hollow, and then it blinks and the leaves the leaves play uh, triggers and it's like, okay, uh, there's no card to put back in their hand, but then it enters again. You get a card that gets exiled under it and then you get another card that gets exiled. One's permanently gone and stuff. It's really good. So you can do that. And that's going to exile cards a lot more aggressively than, you know, what Unmoored Ego does. Unmoored Ego does cool things. Don't get me wrong. But Counterspell as well, like, have Path to Exile in there. Have Prismatic Ending. Like, keep the blue in the mana base then just for that. And then you can have a Tasha's Hideous Laughter in the side or an Unmoored Ego and stuff in the side. So that way you can, you know, you can have the fun on that. Another card that crossed my mind when it came to this is you can have, in place of the Supreme Verdict, you can put Run Extinction Event. Three and a black choose otter even exile all creatures of the chosen mana cost otter even yeah got that there's the shriek not shrieking affliction a shrieking something that came out in throne it's a it's a thought seize but it exiles and if you exile a non-black card you have to exile a card from your hand as well so you're two for one in yourself but 
it's a Thoughtseize equivalent. Maybe you can like do that as well instead of making them discard, but the discarding does feed into the extirpate and the surgical extraction, so you got that. You're kind of two for one yourself in that manner, but you're exiling a bunch of cards. But yeah, and then anything, well, I guess anything that you discard with a Druthy Voidwalker out is also going to be good. And maybe that's where you go up to a full place at a Druthy Voidwalkers as well, just because of something like that. And then yeah. your Fatal Pushes, and then all your, maybe instead of Extinction Event, you just have a, a Damnation instead in place of Supreme Verdict. Blow everything up. Yeah, because then when they, uh, Damnation would not work because Damnation with Druthy out, does Druthy see everything die so they get exiled i can't remember well it destroys everything so right but would Dorothy see that everything got destroyed and their opponent stuff would have a void counter judge calling a judge <laughs> but this deck looks super fun i saw this and i'm like oh i'm all in on this kind of a deck because it just like rips your opponent's deck and hand apart like I don't know. It, it, it does everything that you'd want, you'd imagine you'd want to be doing in black white. Yeah, I really think Ephemerates, you could go up, go up the full Ephemerates. We were talking about that earlier with the elementals and stuff. It's super powerful with ETBs and things like that. And you could do the whole grief Ephemerate, turn one, get two cards, exile. And it just like jumpstarts you pretty good. Well, if you guys have nothing else to add. Nope. JB? Nope. Well, we've been at this for two hours over two hours and because of that we will let you guys go so thank you all for making it to the end of episode number 99 oh my god i don't think i said that at the beginning this is episode 99 of this week in mtg make sure to listen to the podcast on all places where better podcasts can be found you can watch us live on monday nights around 7 p.m on twitch and youtube make sure to make sure to subscribe that way you know when we go live you can find us all over the internet. We got uh, a link tree that has everything in one nice little spot. Links in the description down below for that. Thank you to our lovely patrons. Congratulations, Amu. Congratulations, Colin. And congratulations, Big G, for winning this month's drawing. And then finally, thank you, JDubs Sports Cards and Gaming, for sponsoring us. Now, if you guys got anything else to add? Nope. I am good. Nope. We will catch you guys next time. See ya. Bye. doing magic oh tricks we, we get it matt <laughs> he's doing all these <laughs> there are kids listening to us there are oh my god if there's kids <laughs> listening to us i'm so sorry like first off talk to your parents ask them why they're letting you watch listen to an explicit <laughs> podcast like this we're e every episode is e for this reason <laughs> <laughs>